Hi, love. It's Allie. Hope you guys are having a great week so far. And thank you always for all the love on this show. It really doesn't go unnoticed. And I appreciate on social media, all the interaction on Awakening with Allie on Instagram. If you're not already over there, head over there, check out the new rebrand we did, which was so fun. And all the new content we're putting out. Make sure you're following Awakening with Allie. If you love an episode, screenshot it, tag Awakening with Allie, tag me at Allie Living Design, and we will repost it and share the love. As always, please leave a five-star review if you love the show so others can love and find the show. It really just means so much, and especially during this time, I love to be extra thankful during the season and just say thank you. So thank you so much. And I am so excited for you guys to hear today's episode because she's a dear friend of mine and an incredible woman, healer author. I mean, she's so many things, but she's a dear friend and she's someone who has been through a very intense awakening and was someone who was there for me during mine. And I just feel like this episode, this conversation is so raw, so real, so needed in this time with so many people kind of going through their own awakenings and changes and things can be scary and things can be overwhelming and so many different emotions. And Lisa and I just have such a raw conversation. It's just so beautiful. So I'm excited for you guys to hear it. So I have the beautiful Lisa Stewart, who is a healer and author. She's also a lawyer in her other 3D life, as she says. Um, she's a mother of three. She's a creator of the drama diet. Diet, which is a formula to navigate with fear, but lead with love. She's all about empowering others to detox their drama, both internally and externally, to live a life of purpose, with love, joy, and peace despite the chaos. And she's just amazing. So hope you guys love this episode. And uh, by the way, we talk on this episode uh, genuinely about my sponsor, Soak. You guys know I always talk about Soak. Soak is sound frequency, soaking in sound. It's something I do every day, sometimes multiple times a day, especially with the kids. <laughs> and it's amazing. And if you guys haven't tried it yet, I highly encourage you to go and download the Soak app on any app store or go to soak soak.com and check out the different frequencies use my code ali70 capital ali70 ali70 and get 70% off your first month check out the different programs different offerings my breath work is on there i did with them a really fun collaboration you can listen to some of my breath work offerings all of that would love for you to check it out and if you guys are looking to want to breathe want to experience breath work I would love to spend that time with you and hold space. So please reach out to me on social media at Alleyween Design and ask any questions or book with me on my Calendly. It is in the show notes. It is also on my link tree on my social media or on my website at alleyween.com. So please come and join me. I would love to guide you through that space. And if you've done breathwork before, you know how magical it is. Come join me. Let's do it together. All right. So without further ado, here is the amazing Lisa Stewart. And guys, thank you so much. I'll see y'all and talk to y'all soon. Bye. I am light. I am oxygen. I am energy. I am life. Feel the way its truth resonates with your inner consciousness. Feel it. Beyond being a vessel of energy or just the body you have, you are the living essence of the universe. Hi, loves. 
you're here with Awakening with Allie, back with myself, Allie. So excited to have you here, whether you're listening or watching. I have my dear friend, Lisa, and this is like take two for us, even though you guys didn't hear the first episode, uh, we recorded a whole episode. And so somehow, um, universe, whatever else, just happened to disappear. Not really sure. Um, so we were laughing about it before we came on. We have all our crystals um, on our desks, like, okay, let's make this happen. <laughs> and we're being really daring, recording this during um, lunar uh, eclipse and full moon and everything else, but we're going for it. <laughs> going all in, going all I, And I feel like it's sort of like, it, there's a reason why we you couldn't find it. And it took almost, we laughed about it in the episode that you could never find that we recorded that we tried to do an episode for what like two years we finally recorded in July and then disappeared just kidding so here we are just kidding (laughs) yeah exactly here we are in November and uh yeah we're just gonna flow make it work and we were even talking about how we're not even sure um what we're even going to talk about but we're like we're here we're doing it we're showing up um and making it happen so I mean I guess a good place to start would be you know you have been you know quite awake to the spiritual realm for many many years um I feel like you know so many people in this time are starting to you know, tap into this more, um, want to learn more, are awakening to more. Obviously my show is called Awakening with Allie. And I always say to everyone who comes on, like, what was your awakening? So why don't we start there? That's a good place to start. Um, Yeah. So I I guess I started to awaken really in 2007. And then I sort of took like an eight year, like dive into like, what the heck is going on? And then in 2015, it really just really hit me. And I really did my deep, deep dive work back in 2015. But um, like we talked about in the episode, we cannot find the catalyst for my awakening was meeting my current husband. And, um, he's, he's my twin flame, which I actually didn't even know what that was until 2015. So I went through eight years of craziness of hell of like the runner and the chaser and the, what the heck is going on and all the weird emotions and the energy running through my body. And there was no community really to tap into, to figure out what was going on. And I couldn't really talk about it with people because nobody was talking about it. So I sort of just kept it to myself or I spoke about it with him, but then in 2015, when we reconnected after on and off um, years, um, I really started to research this online. And I started to find that there actually was a community for this, that there was, there were actually real signs for spiritual awakening. I had no clue. So physical symptoms that I had gone through for eight years consecutively, there actually was a label for it. There actually was a reason for it. And I felt so comfortable, but still I was it was just me and the internet, right? So like, I wasn't really talking <laughs> about this with anyone. Cause like, what am I going to say? I have energy running through my body and they're going to look at me like, okay, you're crazy. Right. So I, I, I went through my spiritual awakening and stages and I feel pretty early. And now I feel like people are, ta- are starting to talk about it very openly. So here I am. Yeah, that's so cool. Well, and I, I agree with you. It's like 2022. Here we are. There's like a <laughs> massive, um, awakening a um, massive consciousness shift more and more people are starting to realize like there is more out there there is more to this it's not just this matrix if you will um and you know it's funny when you said the 2007 because like I have a few people like I know that you know also have said 2007 to me and I feel like that was for a lot of people like 
that way earlier, like that first wave of like a lot of those people who, you know, went through that and had no clue what they were going through and what was happening. And then like when you were saying 2015, like that was like, like another kind of wave from what I've heard and what I've read of like 2012 to like 2015 time. And then of course, <laughs> COVID and everything else you want to call in the world of 2020, it was like, boom, game on for those that, you know, were basically woken up. And it's interesting. I was having a conversation with someone the other day who was saying like we're all activated at different times and you know we all start to remember different things at different times that actually bring us back to that you know you said the catalyst was you know your now husband who obviously I know very well and uh you know a little backstory was my manager for many years and you know dear friend and everything else but what would you say was actually the catalyst like why was he the catalyst of course you realize later on he was your twin flame you guys went through a lot of like you said darkness and you know havoc and just a lot of stuff in between because of a lot of noise going on around you but what do you think was the actual like catalyst that made you realize like he was the one who kind of opened the door to all this for you and then you continued to dive in further when you were willing to see it in 2015 so if I could be really candid I, I I've always dabbled in the mystic and in spirituality since I was a little girl um my mom's pretty open-minded and, and she got me into astrology at a young age. I was into crystals at a young age. I always felt a little different from people. I never really said this out loud. I always felt a little different. Like I always knew inherently there was more for me, but I didn't understand what it was or didn't know what it was, but I always felt like I beat a little bit differently to a different drum and not just because I'm an Aquarius, but there was always something that I felt different. Like I would be in a group of people, but I would feel almost like I was observing them. And I was like, there was something more and I couldn't put my finger on it. And the second I met, and I was married with two kids. Um, when I met my husband, he was married too. And the second I saw him and he as well with me, as he had said to me later on, it was like, there you are. And it literally, I can't explain it other than I, I visually saw him. And a portal opened inside of me, which I didn't mm. understand. I didn't understand it for many years. I couldn't understand what it was. Something just opened inside of me. It was like I was home. I was home. And I didn't know what that meant. I didn't understand what that meant. All I knew was that I call it the before and after. All I knew is that I felt like I was playing a role in real life, but that that wasn't the real me. And I didn't understand why, right? I didn't know all this stuff. And so I would be around him and I would like have this energy and this magnet magnetism but more of like a spiritual way and I was like what's going on and he he was much more awakened than I was at the time and he's like you know and he kept saying in time and time and I'm like what do you mean in time tell me now like I can't tell you you have to like you'll have to figure it out on your own but essentially what it was is it it, it made me really just kind of question things, I guess, and kind of, but not even question the way it is kind of like, give me reassurance that I knew that the feeling of not fitting in, in certain places was okay. Like the, Oh, now I understand why I don't, even though I didn't understand why at the moment, like this makes sense, right? It just, it made sense on such a different level that I couldn't talk about it with other people because it's, you know, going down the rabbit hole, you, you can't really talk about it with other people without them thinking like, okay, she's, like, I don't know where she's coming from. So that was sort of the catalyst. So I was sort of relying on him to kind of crack me open, but it wasn't that he cracked me open. He just reminded myself to crack myself open. 
Yeah. Wow. And like when you said that you found home, I think that a lot of people who have awakened, who have realized like what you were saying of like, I never really fit in, I'm playing a role or whatever it may be. Um, they realize like they come home to themselves, right? Like I also can very much resonate to that as I started to allow myself to feel allow myself to go deeper and dive deeper in the spiritual realm and realize how much more I was connecting to and how much more actually made sense to me. And I was like, oh, this does feel like really safe to me. This does feel like home, but you feel crazy saying that, right? Because like most people don't have, I mean, now, right? More and more people are having these conversations, but back then, especially in 2007, like you were saying, and even 2015, nobody really was. You were just crazy and out there and whatever. But now like we're seeing like actual people have conversations about consciousness and energy and, you know, how there is so much more and how you are coming home to yourself essentially. And you're remembering so much and so much is coming online for you. And so it's just really interesting to hear you share you know, from all you've gone through from 2007 to 2015. And I also love that he really honored your own awakening instead of kind of telling you, Hey, this is what it is. It was kind of like in time and time. And and there it was, you know, because we all have different journeys, right? We all awaken differently. Some people choose not to awaken. Uh, there's a lot to it, you know, um, new souls, old souls. And, you know, it's funny. My parents were here this past weekend and I was talking to my mom a little bit about this and very little because she does not, you know, really get it or understand it or probably thinks part of me is crazy for sure. And so, you know, I was talking to her about it, but it was funny because we were talking about my son, you know, Abel um, and how, when he was was, you know, like first really came around, like he was pretty alert pretty early on. And she was like, well, you were that way. And I was like, oh, really? And she's like, you were born like eyes wide open, looking around like you had been here before. And it was just interesting how she had, you know, said that. And I was like, well, maybe I was, you know, I kind of planted that seed. And I was like, (laughs) maybe I was, you know, and she was like, maybe, you know, and I was like, well, what do you mean? And even my dad chimed in and, and he definitely doesn't connect to any of this. And he was just like, well, you did look around at like everything, like you literally, you know, all the nurses, all the doctors, everybody in the hospital at the time was like, wow, she's literally looking at everything. She's so alert. Like she's, you know, absorbing everything. Her eyes are wide open. Like, and they just said, I took everything in, like literally within, you know, minutes of being bored. And it's like, that's fascinating, you know, cause now I think about myself and how I am and everything. And, and you were just sharing of how like you just start to awaken and you start to remember. And it's like, oh, maybe when we come in, we really do know. And then we forget, you know, they say that, you know, those of us who are older souls, you know, who, who do know, who do remember eventually, you know, you come in knowing and then everything else in the world, like, you know, you just forget, you know, and it takes time. And so when you do realize all of a sudden, like, oh, something's going on or for you was a catalyst with this relationship, you know, like you said, it cracks you open. It lets you dive in deeper into like, huh, why have I been feeling that? And I think a lot of people can resonate, especially now with that feeling of like, I've never felt like I fit in, or I've never felt like, you know, this is exactly home per se, or this resonates for me. And, you know, I'm curious for you, Isa, have you been told, are you a star seed? I was told that a long time ago. Yes. Okay. I was told that a long time ago. Yeah. And for me, I think selfishly, cause I'm an Aquarius. Um, and when I started to read in 2015, when I started to read about all the changes that were going to come that actually now in, for, in hindsight have happened, 
it's the age of Aquarius, I thought it was about me. Like selfishly, I'm like, of course it's the age of Aquarius because I'm, you know, a twin flame and I'm a star seed and we're supposed to bring light to this planet. This is all about my journey, right? It's all about me, like selfishly because I didn't know know anybody else. And when Russ met my husband, when he met me, he would always um, call me like golden girl because my eyes are like golden brown. And so like it's the age, the golden age of Aquarius. So I was oh, like, wow. of course it's about like in my head, because I didn't understand what was going on. So I thought, okay, this, this is my journey. This is why I'm here. And, and, um, but now it, it makes sense, you know, and, and, but there was, there's so much that happened that I just perceived as like, of course, it's going to happen this way. Like when my personal life fell apart and the world fell apart, it felt normal because of course, like my personal life is falling apart. The world's falling apart. It's supposed to be like this. Like I can't explain it. Like it just, it makes sense that it's like this. So everything that's happened in the last few years that people have seen as catastrophic, I haven't because I've seen, I almost saw it coming before it happened. I knew it was going to happen because things in my personal life fell apart and then came together. And obviously the outer world would be the same. And why wouldn't it be? And like, it's for the best. And like, I see you know, we learn about these two, these two earths, right? So back, back when I started learning about the two worlds back in 2015, I didn't understand how that was going to happen. I was like, I thought it would physically split into two, like the 5D and the 3D. Like when I was starting to learn about it, like seven years ago, I was like, how is this actually going to happen? We're all waiting for it, right? But it's now we're in the midst of it. And we see that it really is how you observe things. Like, like the way that I see something and you see something is very different than how somebody else perceives the world. Yeah. We're living in the same earth. We're just on different dimensions. And like, I didn't know how that was possible, but we're actually living it right now. And somebody that's not awakened will be like, what the hell are you talking about? But for you and I, I feel like you understand what I'm saying that how it's possible to have these two earths and, and kind of merge at the same time. Oh, absolutely. And I love that you brought that up because also for me too, when I started kind of diving into this, especially in 2020, and I was listening to Doris Cannon and was really like following her stuff. And she was talking about all that. I remember being like, okay, this is crazy. There's no way there's like a split. Like that's like, how does that actually work? Like, we're not going to just, you know, and, and I remember being like, okay, this doesn't make any sense. And I think a lot of people thought, you know, in the physical, right. Cause it kind of sounds that way when you're listening and you're trying to make sense of it yourself kind of makes sense. Actually, like when, when you said that out loud of how we work as far as humans, right. We just like overanalyze everything and then we create a story around it versus it actually just being what it is. And you're right. It's like, now we're seeing it. Now we're actually seeing the split in the actual like dimensions. We're seeing the shift in consciousness, the shift in frequency of like someone seeing something as like a collapse of a system and being like, oh, it's exposure, it's collapse. And then someone else who's like, oh my God, everything's a shit show. What's happening? What's wrong? Why is it like this? Why? You know, and it's like, no, this is actually what's necessary in order to move forward into, you know, the next, you know, way of things, you know, so it's just, it's fascinating. And I think it's cool that you were also told you were a star seed because I mean, back then when someone said that to you, did you, were you like, what, like, how did you receive that? Cause I was told that in 2018 and then again in 2020. So I feel like I was a little bit more 
I didn't really know what it was, but I felt like I was a little bit more open to like understanding and like hearing more of that. So it was like, okay, other people have been told this too. It's not so weird, but I could imagine like, again, like you said, not as many people were talking about this back then when you were told that, like, what, what did you do with that? When you're like, oh, you're a star seed, you're this. And please talk about how you were just saying how like the star seeds are truly here to like bring peace and bring the light. Cause I think that's a really important piece of this because I was having a conversation with someone the other day and I was trying to explain to them. I'm like, look, it's not about being a quote unquote chosen one. Like we've all been chosen to be here during this time or we wouldn't be here, but it's about actually being activated. Like you said, it's actually awakening and remembering and choosing to choose this path versus a different path. So in full disclosure, he'll probably be upset, but maybe not. Um, Russ actually used to tell me that back in 2007. Uh, what? That 2007. Was way, wow. Yeah, when we first met he would tell me all this um and it just made sense um and it it felt it just it it felt right you know he's like we're from the stars you're a star seed blah 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 um and then when we went through our own personal journey and then broke up got back together 2015 um before we got back together and somebody had said, you know, how did you guys meet and what happened when you first saw him? And I, w- I explained, you know, it was like, Oh, there he is. It's like somebody split our souls in half. And I said to him, the second time I ever saw him, I feel like you're the boy version of me. But I said it like the sky is blue. It wasn't like in any connotation other than I feel like our souls are the same. You're the boy version and somebody ripped it in half. And I didn't know that that was what a twin flame was. And somebody said to me, well, is he your twin flame? And I was like, what the hell is a twin flame? And I went to go look it up and my jaw dropped open. And I, I didn't understand how the entire twin flame community knew the entire journey of Russ and myself because I thought it was just personal to us. I didn't realize when you read into that, if you believe that, which I do, because it's not like I knew what twin flames were and then thought, okay, maybe we are. I went through everything And there's actually a checklist and everything on the checklist that was like we had gone through. And um, the purpose of Twin Flames, they say, is the last time that you reincarnate on this earth, which I believe you're finally together. Um, And and the purpose of it is to um, lock light into the grid and to elevate humanity because you're supposed to have a purpose beyond yourself. You're supposed to show unconditional love but it's not just like a fairy tale love story. It's supposed to be like for humanity as well. So you're just supposed to express love to help raise the the light of humanity. And I really do believe, I really do in my heart of hearts, I know that that's why we're here. I just do. Like, I know that that's why you're here. I know that's why we're here. And like I said, like you said, we're not the chosen people. Like everybody has this capacity. Everybody has it. But I just know deeply inside of me that that is why we are here. It just makes sense. I can't explain it. And every time I used to ask Russ to explain to me all the spiritual and mystical stuff, he said, I can't explain it in words. It's something you either have to feel or you don't, but words, you can't explain it in words. It's just, you'll know. And so innately. It's true. It's like a resonance. Yeah. Right. It's a resonance, but it took me a minute to get there. Oh, for sure. Same. And, and, and still like have my moments, you know, it's like, yeah. oh, really? This, this is what yeah. this is. Yeah, yeah, totally. And especially it's fun right now, when- as hard as it is, it's really fun. And it, it really, it just, I don't know if you feel the same way, Allie, but it's like, it just, it makes so much sense. So anytime I get stuck in like the, the ego paradigm and I'm like, I start to like spiral, I'm like, no bigger picture, bigger picture. And it just calms me down. 
Yeah, it's so true. That's such a good point. It's like being able to observe so much of your life and starting to be like, okay, I'm not going to get wrapped up on that. I'm not going to let that tear me down or I'm not going to let that distract me and letting yourself really just kind of reflect and observe. And like what I love that you always say, like dancing with your own darkness. It's so true. Like we are of dark and light. And so when we can recognize that and actually allow the shadow work to come through and either see the shadow for what it is and allow it to be transmuted and alchemized into light, or just allow it to be integrated into us further to continue to work within our darkness and light, it changes things. It lets us all of a sudden really observe and lets us be like, okay, I'm not going to get caught in that narrative. I'm not going to get caught in that story. And I think that's a huge part of like, you know, what the quote unquote matrix, whatever you want to call the world is. It's like, we get caught up in the stories and the attachments and things that are fed to us instead of actually trusting in our resonance, like you said, in our soul and what we actually know to be true, but we can't explain it. And we can't necessarily like actually prove it, but we know like in our heart of hearts, like it is true. And I think that's the hardest part, but also the most beautiful part of kind of the journey is like, you know it and you feel it, but trying like you said to explain it, articulate it, or to even be like, and this is how I know it's like, what, what are you talking about? You know? (laughs) Yeah. And I think one thing for me was for so long, I wanted people to understand it on some level, even if I wasn't explaining to them and telling them like, because I would sound crazy, but I, I think I, I wanted everyone to understand it, but not everyone's going to understand it. And that's okay. And, you know, really this life, like I, I thought for so long, we were meant to like, or I was meant to like save the world and save others and this and that. And I was like in this like race to do it, but it it's not really what this world is about. And like what you said earlier with the light and the dark, like it's okay to have the darkness. We don't need to eradicate. We can't eradicate the darkness. It's always there. But like, this life really is our movie. Like it really is. When we think about it, we really are the creators of our life. Like, you know, you hear that from Abraham Hicks, you hear that from Wayne Dyer. And it's so true. We forget that we can cultivate this life that we came here to experience. We're spiritual beings experience a physical reality, but in experiencing the physical reality, we asked, if you believe that, which I do, we asked to experience everything because if you don't experience bad, how are you going to know good? Like, I believe, this is my personal belief, that when we transition into the ether, we we transmute back into the energy that we are, and, and, and it's, it's like the highest, purest form of energy, which is love. So this is like one of the densest planets, in my opinion, from what, oh, absolutely. what yeah, I know, from what that I we can be on, yes. right, from what I know. <laughs> and so this is sort of like, I'm not going to say like purgatory or anything, but this is like where we really like feel a lot of bad things and bad things happen. And we sort of made that choice before coming here. I believe in reincarnation. I believe that we made a choice to come here. That's just my personal belief that all spirits make a choice to come here. I believe our children choose us, et cetera, et cetera. You might have a different belief. Somebody, your listeners might have a different belief. That's okay. So I feel that when, in my opinion, when we're here, it's okay to experience everything. We don't always have to fix everything because that's the whole purpose of coming here. It's just to kind of let it be and let it flow and like feel the ebbs and the flows because for so long I was trying to control everything in my life and in my surroundings to make everything good and everything perfect. That's not how life is and that's okay. And so in, in, it sounds counterintuitive, but in elevating the lightness of the planet, it's not that we have to exude light and make everything around us light. It's that we sort of have to accept everything that it is and still be okay in our lightness, even if there's shadows. And that's the way that we're going to, because we're not resisting against anything. 
Yeah, really well said. No, that totally makes sense. That really well said. And I agree with you. I think for a lot of us, when we awaken and when we start to tap into this, you want to awaken everybody. You want everybody to know because you want them to know how powerful they are. You want them to know that they can manifest anything. They can create anything. They can do all these things. Whereas society and programming tells us differently for obvious reasons. And so, you know, when you start to really tap into this and you start to really get into these higher frequencies and you start to access your own gifts, you're like, why wouldn't everybody know this? Why wouldn't, you know, you want everyone to know this, but you're right. It's so true. It's like, it has to be received in the purest way. And, you know, trying to wake and shake people up, it just, it doesn't work. It just, if anything, Mm -hmm. it backfires on you and it lowers your vibration. And then you're just like, Oh, what's going on? You know, why is it not working? And it's like, I think you said it perfectly too, of like who we are and especially star seeds of are choosing to, you know, be a part of this and help activate others and bring more light and love and peace and all these things here. It's because, you know, everything, like you said, is a reflection. So if we're going to continue to work on ourselves, we're going to continue to work on everything we're going through, then it's going to eventually reflect out into the world and vice versa. So if we continue to try to shake and wake people up and continue to try to, you know, tell people what they are and what they are and all these things, then we're not actually doing anything. We're not uplifting humanity. We're not working through the energy. We're just actually creating more chaos. So I love that you said that you came to a place of like that peace and realizing like, I don't need to do that. I'm going to just be me. And it's okay. Not everybody gets it. And it's okay that I, you know, move forward in this journey and, you know, continue to show up in my space and be in love and, you know, do what I'm doing. And I think that's what I've come to also is it's like just showing up in that, you know, and, and doing the best you can, obviously as human as we all are, but still having that intention and, you know, wanting to, you know, move through with that and, and, you know, bring that forward, you know, to others. And I think too, like, in the awakening journey, so many of us do go through a dark night of the soul. We do go through, you know, very hard mm-hmm. times, you know? And so I think it's important to also talk about that too, because I think so many are going through that right now, as we know a lot more are kind of coming through this awakening and they're like, what's going on? What's happening? You know, they're, you know, they're hating, you know, the positions they're in for jobs, you know, they're not wanting to be with the partner they're with. They're not wanting to be, you know, where they live, you know, the list goes on. All these things are shaking them and, and, and challenging them and kind of showing them there's something else and if they're not like you said it perfectly like if they're resisting it it's persisting it's continuing it's not going anywhere because that's what happens with energy and if they're allowing it then they're potentially going through this dark night of the soul they're you know experiencing something new for you without getting heavy into that because that could be a whole nother episode but like for you with your dark night of the soul what you went through and obviously I know your story it's we've been close friends for a long time now but what would you share for my listeners who maybe are newer to this journey or experiencing this or have recently experienced this like what was you know yours like and what would you share kind of from going through that to where you are now yeah that's a good one um I met you at the dark night of my soul that's you were a big part you're a big part of my healing process um so for me it was it was it really cracked me open because in order to I, I not to plug my book that I'm writing but I write about this in my book coming up that um in order to reconstruct yourself you have to deconstruct yourself and it sounds counterintuitive but in order to recreate yourself you have to break down every single part of you, which is the hardest part, in my opinion, because you're literally breaking yourself into like fragments and shards of your former self. And it's, it's so difficult and painful. And it's, 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 you know, people are judging you and people are giving their opinions and people are like, what's going on with you. And it's, it's a really hard process, but it's so pivotal because 
I had this burning uh, feeling inside my gut. I can only describe it as an actual physical sensation that I was like, I have a different purpose. I have a different purpose. And it's just burning to come out, out of me. And I, and, and, and this is, this is the person I want to be with. And this is the, the, the place that I want to be in. And it's so different than, than, you know, the, the belief system I grew up in per se. So it was like, how do I deconstruct this belief system that I built my entire life on? Because I'm following something that I can't explain other than it's just burning inside of me. And so that was a big part of my dark night with the soul of like really going deep within to my core and saying, what do I really want? And it's okay to give myself permission to pursue that, right? It's okay to, you know, release my outdated stories and stuff like that. Um, but really on the other side of it, it's so beautiful when you get there because it, you don't even have to know where you're going. And I, and I think that's important for your listeners to know if they're going through this you don't need to have an angle. It's okay if you don't know where you want to go, what you want to do, why you're doing this. You just need to know that if you've got that feeling, just follow it because your gut never lies. It really never lies. And and anytime, and I heard this from Abraham Hicks actually, anytime you're feeling uncomfortable or resistance or anxious or anything like that, it's because you're you're going against your true self. When you are in flow with who you truly are, you're feeling like at peace and, and and just very much enjoying and love. When we feel angst and out of sorts, it's because we're resisting our true self. So that's a big thing to pay attention to also. So when you want to pursue something, like when I wanted to follow my heart and it felt so right, but then when I was taking steps and I was so uncomfortable, it's because I wasn't listening to my true self. I was listening to everybody else or the stories in my head of what I should be doing. Once you break through to the other side, you really can have the life of your dreams. And and I have to keep reminding myself that, right? Like, even though I've gone through things. Mic drop. Achieved, <laughs> yeah, even though I've actually achieved things I never thought would happen and, you know, had a daughter at almost 45 years old. I Like, things that I talked about for years that, like, I, I don't know, manifested or was meant to be. I have to constantly remind myself that in new areas of my life that we really, it, everything is really possible and we don't need to be in, like, things can be really shitty in the moment and that's okay. Like it's okay to be in a really bad place and good things can still happen. I don't know how better to say that. No, I think that's a really good point because it goes back to what you were saying. And I was saying with the dark and the light and the dancing within that and allowing that duality because right. Like when you were speaking, I was really thinking about breath work, right. And, and what all I teach and what I do. And I was thinking about like, when you operate from that space of what you were saying of like, just that angst and that anxiety and that exhaustion and all these things, this societal programming of just kind of keep pushing, keep going, just doing what you're being told. Cause this is the stories, this is what you were brought up in, whatever it may be. You're kind of coming from a trauma response, whether you realize you are or not, mm -hmm. because your body, you know, essentially feels the fight or flight. It feels the stress. It feels the angst. And so the body is the channel. The body is the messenger. So if the body is telling you that, like you were saying with your gut, like there's a reason that you're receiving that. There's a reason you're feeling that. And so when you were expressing about being in flow and being in harmony and really, you know, being happy with your decisions, you know, that's when your parasympathetic nervous system is truly in that rest and digest place. It's when everything is just allowing and flowing and you, and you feel that, you know, there, there's no um, better way to put it than like, you're going from that true peace to that stress, you know, and, and you can, that's a physical thing you can feel regardless of your listeners yeah. and you're like, I'm not following half this stuff. This is a physical feeling you can actually feel and access. And I think we all know like what our body feels like when it's off and when it's right. 
and we can tap into that. And maybe we don't know why it's off and we don't know what's being shown to us, but something is because the body is the channel. And so when you can Mm -hmm. tap into that and you can listen, and like you were saying with the gut, like, and you can trust in yourself and say, okay, something is off. I need to take a step back and see what it is. And to your point of also being able to be in the darkness, to be in the sadness, to be in the emotion of, I don't know what this is. I don't know what's going on, why I feel like this and knowing like, it's okay. It can be part of the process. We also are taught so much, in my opinion, to rush through our emotions, especially sad, anger, frustration, you know, all these different things because we don't want to feel them, right? Because we don't want to be in the lower vibration. We want to be happy. We want to be joyous. And that's wonderful, but you can't be that way all the time. I mean, I've even learned this on my journey. And I think that's another trauma response, wanting to like people please and be happy all the time and wanting to constantly like keep things moving and like, it's all good. Just keep swimming. And it's like, yeah, no, that can't work. Like that doesn't work. You eventually burn out. You eventually collapse. It's just matter of fact, it's a matter of when you do. And so I think, you know, to your point too, of saying that you can be in a dark place, but still have good things is a really good point for people that could be going through this or be going through a darkness soul and feeling like, oh my God, am I ever going to come out of this? Yes, you will. And you can also have good things that come out of it even before you're even out of it, of your own reflection, of your own shadow work, of what you're going through, what you're needing to see. And so trusting in your gut, like Lisa was saying, I think is so important. And Lisa, I'm curious for you, you know, like when you started realizing things like within your own body and in your own physical space, like the energy was off, different things were off. Did you trust yourself right away or like, like, like share that? Because I think that's important for people to also understand. This yeah, I have a lot to say on that. Hopefully it'll help somebody out there um, that they can learn from me because I went through a lot. Um, but before I do, I just want to, um, tell your listeners also, if they don't know this, when you do go through a dark night of the soul, you will go through some physical purging. And so that will make you feel really crappy at times. And that's okay. It's like a release of your body of all the toxins and stuff. So be very gentle on yourself. Um, I went through that for a really long time. I called it the spiritual flu back in 2015, 2016, it was very heavy. I was, I, I, I was at to the point of exhaustion at sometimes I didn't know what was going on. It was all of that release. But for me, it, um, it went back 20 years before my awakening. And I had gut issues for 20 years. Fancy that gut oh, issues. Wow. I didn't listen to my gut. I literally went to every um, GI doctor. They didn't know what was wrong with me, diagnosed me with everything. I wasn't listening to my gut. The second I started listening to my gut, guess what? no gut issues anymore. I had throat issues for many years. Um, I had uh, my tonsils out in my late thirties cause I had strep throat all the time. I wasn't using my voice. I had um, sinus surgery and lots of sinus head, you know, congestion, sinus surgery also in my late thirties. Guess what? Um, I wasn't having clarity in my third. I mean, I can diagnose myself so many times. Um, other things in my bodies I've actually healed. I'm not going to get into detail, but I've had things in my bodies that I was like, why am I having this? And I would literally give it love and say, this is the reason why it's, it, I'm having it. And it would just disappear within a few days after years of having some, something, because wow. I was like, this is why it's, it's there. And so our cells listen to everything, you know, everything is energy. We t- we've talked about this so many times, Allie, but everything is energy. And so 
and, and we, and we know mind, body and spirit is all integrated. Everything changes. Our bodies, our cells change all the time. Nothing is, is everything is, is stagnant. Nothing is stagnant. Everything is moving, but sometimes emotions get stagnant in our body. And what you were talking about before, when the trauma gets stuck. So there's a neuroscientist that talks about the 92nd rule that says when you have an emotion, because emotion is energy in motion, that it's just supposed to be in your body from the time that it triggers a, a mental thought to a physical reaction. It's only supposed to run through your body for 90 seconds. It's us that holds on to it longer. It's hard for us to not be upset, angry, or sad for more, you know, for less than 90 seconds. But totally. the truth is, if we can learn to remember that in, in situations that warrant it, we can realize that we can still look at the situation from a place of observation and neutrality and know we don't have to hold on to that emotion because emotion is energy in motion. It does get stuck in our body and it presents itself as, as physical manifestations of symptoms of trauma until we can release it and move it out of the body. It's same with every cell in our body. So the healing process, you know, you think something in your body is like, oh, this is how she wants to feel. Oh, this is, this is how I'm going to keep it going. And it just, it perpetuates like the, the thoughts trigger the emotions, the emotions trigger the thoughts. It's like this, it's this whole cycle that, and it presents in physical manifestations. And so when we start to go through the awakening process and the dark night of the soul, we start to purge everything. Our body doesn't know what to do with it. It goes through withdrawal per se. And so that's why we feel all these horrible symptoms. And that's why a lot of people don't really want to get through the dark night of the soul because they're like, this is, this is hellish. Like, why am I going through it? It's so much easier <laughs> why am I doing this? in my chaos. <laughs> And stay like where I was, even if it wasn't serving me, because that's what their body physically was used to, right? It sounds so crazy. But when you move through that, you feel you're physically feel depleted and, and worse than everything. But at the end of it, you you're you're definitely more vibrant and have more energy because you've released all that. Yeah, I love that you spoke to the 90 second rule because I also did not know that until I became a certified breath facilitator because I talked about that, the neurologist on the team and how truly it is, you know, emotions, like you said, are energy in motion. And so like the fact that it's only supposed to be 90 seconds, think about how most of us like no mm -hmm. judgment because like so raising my hand here, like spend so much more time than yeah. 90 seconds. Like, wow, like how powerful is that if you actually like, allowed the energy just to flow through you instead of holding on to it like you're saying because it's true it's like it will get stagnant and then we do see things unfortunately manifest into the physical whether it be an ailment whether it be a sickness whatever it is something comes out because again the body's a channel the body's a messenger the body needs to tell you what's going on so hopefully <laughs> you realize something is up and you can heal yourself or find a way to be healed and I love that you spoke to with you like how you started recognizing like oh the gut I'm not listening to my gut. Like, you know, like the head was not listening to their eye, not having clarity. Like the, the throat, I've heard so many stories. Actually, I had an astrologer on my podcast some months ago, Simone, who actually had um, throat cancer and she had not been using her voice for so long and her gifts in being you know, an astrologer and a medium and all these things. And she had kept it for so long and then it eventually manifested. And as soon as she started using her gifts and started working on what she needed to work on, it healed and it went away wow. and the doctors were That's even amazing. like obviously massively shocked, but she was like, yeah. when she awakened to her own gifts and realized what she wasn't handling, she was like, Oh, this is what this is. And like, I have to mm -hmm. now essentially release this and speak my truth because it's actually manifesting now in my body where it could actually like kill me, you know? And so yeah. it was like, you know, it's so, it's so fascinating, but you're right. It's so true. Everything is energy. You know, if you believe 
you know, the way Lisa and I believe it being energetic beings, being of spiritual beings that are having a physical human experience of what we are and that we are so much more than just this flesh form. It makes sense when you think about the energies and how energy doesn't lie. Think about when you walk into a room in a really simple stance, right? You walk into a room and you're immediately drawn to the energy of that room, that person, that's energy. You're feeling mm-hmm. something or you go somewhere and you're like, oh, I don't want to be here. And you immediately leave. That's also energy. And you're picking up on your gut telling you that something is off. These are actual physical things that you can pay attention to, even if you're not this deep down, you know, into everything you're speaking to. And more and more, you know, science and, you know, different experts are catching up to this and speaking to this, you know, and, and, and explaining how this works, you know, within the brain, within the body, how you were saying the cells are always listening, you know, my, my sponsor and the gut, and the gut brain connection and the gut too. brain connection. Exactly. And I was going to say, you know, and my, you know, my sponsor for, you know, my show, you know, soak, which I know, you know, you know, use and love, like, it's soaking in sound. There's all different frequencies, you know, for, for pain, for mental clarity, for abundance, for confidence, for sleep. I mean, the list goes on and it's like, I've been using this app now for almost two years, guys. And I have seen a massive difference in any time I've listened and sat and, and really gotten to pay attention to the frequencies and it blew me away. And I'm not going to lie. When I first started, I was like, I don't know how this is going to work, but I'll try it. And when it started working, I was like, wait, what? Like I'll have like a toothache and I'll turn on the tooth pain and, and, jaw pain frequency and all of a sudden it's like gone and I'm like what is happening you know it's like, <laughs> you know but it's it's so I, true I mean you know like you said the cells are always listening the body's always listening the you know the gut brain connection there's so much to us which is why like we are so powerful and can truly heal ourselves when we are tapped in, when we do trust, when we do allow. But like you were saying so beautifully Lisa that so many people get caught up in the comfort of the discomfort of like where they are and don't want to go through to the next level don't want to be in the dark night of the soul don't want to question and so it can be a very isolating place which you know of course is why I chose to create this podcast because I felt so alone in my journey you know and I can only imagine for you starting in 2007 we're probably way more alone than you know I felt (laughs) Yeah, it, it it was crazy. I, I remember when I was going through it, I was reading the uh, the books, the tr- the books of uh, the Twilight books, the series, uh-huh. and I felt comfort in reading it because it was about the supernatural, and I was like, somebody understands me, even though it was like completely different, <laughs> right? It was like my people, but <laughs> so different. <laughs> yeah, it's it just it's so spiritual, but. Um, no, it, it's so true. And, um, oh God, I, I had a thought to, to say before and I just, I just forgot my thought. So hopefully, oh, it's hopefully it'll come to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I mean, I, oh, haha, it's 11, 11, I have to say. Oh, <laughs> um, so, um, okay. Well, I want to ask you because you mentioned your book briefly. So, you know, you went through a darkness. So obviously you've gone through a lot of changes, a lot of your own healings, a lot of your own ascension, if you will, and continuing to now really speak your truth to, uh, you know, live out what you're wanting, your passion, like you were saying, uh, just to give a little background guys, you know, Lisa is like a full blown lawyer. She comes from a family of like very <laughs> strict. Um, I mean, what would you say? Like very conservative values very much buttoned up and very much of like the old guard and all of that um you know what would you say you know for people who are listening and I want you to share about your book that you're writing everything you're doing but like how was it for you to kind of go through all that to get to where you are now 
to being able to, you know, you're kind of playing in both worlds if you will right now, because you're working on kind of exiting all of that. What would you share for people that are listening that are like, okay, yeah, I do want to take the leap forward. I do want to um, allow myself to be inspired by my own fire, have this passion and move forward. Um, you know, what is it like now for you? And, you know, what are you experiencing as you allow yourself to further speak your own truth and, you know, write this book and do what you're doing? Well, first, I would say don't take as long as I did. Don't wait for somebody <laughs> to give you permission. I'm still, I'm still tipping my toes out. And I'm not 100% in it. Like I, I don't, I don't speak 100% everything in this particular book. I know there's gonna be more books. I'm writing another book as well. But slowly, it'll trickle out. I just I feel like what needs to be said in this, this book will be enough for this book. Um, but, um, you know, thankfully, you know, I went through, you know, my mom, my mom, thank God, she's, she's very cool. And, and, and she's my best friend. Now we went through a period of time, which, you know, and we, we had to deal with some, some stuff and it wasn't fun or pretty, but I, I feel like she really gives me a lot of, of, of support, even if she doesn't know it, she gives me a lot of like that, encouragement to do it and, and that means more than she'll ever know um also Russ my husband but I think just just having that and, and just knowing that if I don't I I've been wanting to write for years and years and the thought of the thought of not getting it out into the world was worse than the, the fear of putting it out into the world if that makes sense so I don't want to have that regret um so I'm just doing it but I'm you know I'm I, I'm not like it's not like a coming out book of everything we're talking about. It's definitely like a little bit more PG, if you may, but it's still, it's still um, things that I've, I've dabbled in since I was a little girl. I've always loved um, spirituality and self-development and self-help since I was little, like I'm obsessed with it. So I'm, I'm putting out my first book with that and then hopefully more to come on that as well. And then my novel that I had to put aside for now is, is about, is about the journey with, with my husband and I, with all, you know, different characters in the book and stuff, but it, it is sort of a book about twin flames and the spiritual awakening journey um, in, in that book. Oh, that's so Cause cool. Because it, it's safe. It's safe because it's a fiction book, right? So right, I don't right. have to, to give all full details of everything. There's, sometimes we don't want to disclose everything we've gone through in our life. Like there's things that like, I don't need to share to to be able to help somebody else. Everybody's journey is different. And, and that's something that I've learned also is that I thought I had to disclose every little nitty gritty part of my life in order to help somebody else heal. And that's not true because everybody's journey is different. They don't need to know my story as long as I'm not in my story that I'm standing on my story and not in my story. And I can help people from what I've learned from it without, it, it doesn't matter my story, your story, what I learned from it, if, if that can help somebody else, that's, that's more than enough because everyone's journey is different and yeah. everyone has a different, you know, thing that they have to get through in this life. Yeah, it's so true. That's such a good point. I'm excited to check out the novel. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it also like life should, I mean, it, it should be fun too. Like even when it's not fun, it should be fun. Like it, It's okay. Like we've got, you know, I, it's like a roller coaster, right? Like there's like the elevation, there's the highs and then there's the dip. So it goes up and down. But like, if we're like, life was straight like that, we'd be flatline because when you do the heart rate, right, it's up and down, right? That, right? So true. Mm -hmm. And when you're flatlined, you're, you're gone. So why does life have to be a straight line? Like it, it's okay oh, if there's so the ups good. and downs. So that's something that I, I feel that people, 
like I always thought like, oh, you know, when things are really hard or things are really tough or things are dark, like I'm not doing enough or there, there has to be more or something's wrong or it's not okay. But if we just sit with it, like you were saying earlier, like it's okay to sit with it, right? It doesn't mean we're letting those emotions consume us because there's a difference in sitting in it and letting it sit in us. We can sit in the sadness and darkness without letting it sit in us, if that makes sense, mm -hmm. because we can experience it. We can observe it. We can be aware of it. We can accept it accepting it is huge when we resist it we'll feel it more when we accept it we can not let it penetrate us and we can still we can still soak up the darkness without having to penetrate our emotions per se yeah no I think that's so powerfully said and I also think you know speaking to what you were saying like of you know even with your own journey of realizing like, everyone's journey is different and even for you of kind of dancing between both worlds if you will but still very much like allowing yourself to be in the space of spirituality that you really love and have always been drawn to and allowing yourself to really be in your truth. And like you said, you know, you had some relationship, you know, hiccups and some changes and some shifts. And that's another thing, you know, something that's for us to mention too. Like when you do go through this, that can happen, you know, and that is totally normal and it can be hard again, right? Because you're shaking up your foundation, you're shaking up, you know, what you knew to be true, but if that's what your heart is saying, and that's where you're, you know, if your true heart resonance is like, you have to trust in that and have to trust the right people are going to align at the right time. The people that are meant to be, you know, around you and support you. And those, you know, in relationships, like you said, like you had a lot of fractures, you had a lot of, you know, darkness and, and everything, but it came back together. And now like your mom is your best friend. And, you know, and I think that's also something I mentioned too, is like that, that can happen and does happen. And again, doesn't mean it has to just stay darkness. It can move into a place of light and it can move into an even stronger place, even if you're not on the same page with everything. And it's okay, like you said, for different people to have different journeys. And I think that's a really huge part, especially as star seeds, for us to recognize that like those who want to receive it will and those who don't won't. And that's okay. And, you know, not making it wrong or right. It's just, it, it is what it is because their own journey. And um, I think, you know, for me too, like I've had to recognize that over and over again and continue to observe and continue to just shed my light and, and be in my truth and, you know, and not make anything wrong, but just really share from that space and that higher frequency, because that is what is going to change what's going on outside. And I think like, as people are listening to this or watching, just knowing for yourself, like what you're doing in your own journey, however you're awakening is the right way for you. Your journey is different because it's you. We're all uniquely our own soul design, our own soul blueprint. And so trusting in that and not trying to actually understand Understand, like Lisa was saying, or figure out why you're not this or why you're not that because you are in your own unique space of how you're going through your journey. Yeah, I love what you just said. And and also, I think it's really important also for the for your listeners to know if, if they're going through this, that it, it doesn't have to be some grand awakening or some grand enlightenment enlightenment or some grand um, so tragedy that happens in their life. To like, it could just be a small, subtle shift. And that's enough. Like, sometimes I feel like people on who are, um, you know, in this, in this realm and, and are on an awakening journey are like, well, when is that big awakening going to happen? Sometimes it's just in the small, subtle shifts. Like it doesn't have a to good be point. a grand event. So that's something. And also uh, awakening. And I'm so curious if this happened to you too, Ali, because it's happened to me. It happens in stages. It's not like it's a one and done. It's not like, I'm awakened. Here I am. No, yeah. you get, it's like up level. Like you're, you're in a video game where you're up leveling. So like 
every time you get there, you're like, why is something else coming out? Like I thought I went through everything and now you've got to go through something else and it might be more massive. It might be less massive, but there's something there's always, cause we're constantly evolving. So awakening is a process. So sometimes it's going to be something super subtle and, and, and a small shift that we have to face. And sometimes it's going to be like a massive hurdle that we've got to overcome and, and, and no judgment for anything on anybody. Everybody, like what you were saying, goes through their own journey at their own time. But the most important thing I think for me that I've realized is that it is really to keep coming back to our core and our true self. And it's like chiseling away, chiseling away all that residue that that's built up over the years that doesn't serve us. And that residue constantly comes back. I've noticed. So I'm constantly like, no, no. And I do like these silly, like physical things. Like just when I start to go down there, I'm like, nope. And I like physically like fling it away with my hand. I'm like, nope, done. Like I won't even go there chisel away like I'll I'll go I'll, I don't know if anybody of your if anybody can watch this but I'm like chiseling oh, yeah, away they my watch and listen. yeah yeah and I'm like we're done we're done we're not going there and so it's like it, it's like it boggles my mind all the time like I know all this stuff I've been through hell and back like why am I letting this affect me like why is there more like because we're human constant, constant, you know I mean constant, we are. Yeah. it is yeah. exactly I think that's such a great point is like it's an ongoing journey even when you are awakened even when you are so deep in this you're still constantly relearning. You're still constantly teaching yourself how to evolve, how to move forward, how to observe. Like, and it's in practice and embodiment that we're continuously stepping into this and like really understanding it and really listening to ourselves, you know, and, and that's, it, it can be hard, you know? And so I think mm-hmm. it's a really good point. And I love that you're like, you know, like chisel away. It's like, it's true. It's like, do whatever you need to do. I mean, look for me, I was even telling my mom this the other day, I was like, when I, when something comes into my mind that, you know, maybe I feel aren't my thoughts. Cause we know, right. What is it? Six, 600,000 thoughts a day are in ours or something like that. So think about that. Like you're absorbing that from other people, from other people's energies or anything going on in the world. Like what you've read on social media, whatever it is. So all that stuff is coming through you and it may not even be yours. Like, holy crap, you know? And so I was telling my mom the other day when she was here, I was like, when things come through that I don't think are mine or I don't want to be mine, I literally say out loud now, cancel, cancel, cancel three times. Love that. <laughs> I love that. You have to be a, you have to be a conscious consumer with everything you consume, right? My body, spirit, right? It's constant. I love that. I'm going to yeah, steal that. Cancel, cancel, totally. cancel, I'm going to steal the chiseling. Like <laughs> I love it, but it's true. And this is why I think it's so important to, to have these conversations and to be real about this, because it doesn't have to just be so quote unquote woo. It doesn't have to be just so, you know, spiritual. Like it, we are energetic beings. Like we said, I were saying, that's what you believe. So if you believe that and you embody that, then you recognize everything is energy. So everything is going to affect you in different ways, depending on how the energy is being received. And like Lisa was saying, it gets stagnant and whatever's going on. So then finding those physical tools that you can use, like soap for listening for yourselves and like doing, you know, physical movements that you feel almost like a form of Reiki with like the chiseling away and like, you know, speaking out loud, you know, to yourself, you know, different affirmations or saying like cancel, 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 like whatever it may be, these things actually work and they actually can shift you and move you through, you know, what you're going through, uh, you know, depending on obviously the level. And I also love Lisa that you spoke to how much like, it doesn't have to be this like grand moment of like, boom, this is what it is. Like there, I feel like that's built up so much in the spiritual community now. And it's like, no, not really. Not everybody goes through that. And also too, some people don't even realize they do. Like for me, you know, speaking to like, you know, when you want to receive it and when you're open, like for me, as you know, like 2013 was really my first awakening. My grandmother passed away. 
but I didn't receive it. She was sending me all kinds of signs. I had seen a psychic medium who was trying to like essentially wake me up and tell me things. And I was just like, oh no. And like, I was seeing things, but it wasn't like clicking or resonating. And I was just like, oh, I don't know if that could be true. And it just kind of kept like, you know, playing out. And then it just kept getting stronger and stronger. And then of course we became friends and then we had certain conversations and like that clicked for me. And then I had another conversation with someone else, you know, and then things just started to align. It was like, huh, okay, you know, maybe there is more, you know, and then it was like, then getting, you know, pregnant, my first daughter, which I believe we are truly, you know, the portal, you know, from, you know, the heavens from God, creator source, whatever it is you believe, you know, to, you know, your children. And that's why we feel so much and why we are tapped in so much spiritually during that time and receive so much. And for me, that was like the next level. And then 2020. And of course I was pregnant again with my second daughter and it was just like, boom. And the lights came on, you know? And so it's like, you know, you're right. It's like, it can be in stages. It can very much be, you know, not this grand moment. And so having that grace and compassion for yourself too, to be like, it's okay to just experience. And like Lisa was saying too, like, you know, enjoy and not be like stagnant and not feel like it has to be like this, you know, grand answer or grand awakening. And you can just play in it and, you know, enjoy it and observe it. And also know that there may be some deeper, darker parts of it, but knowing that it's going to help you get to your higher self, it's going to help you get to that soul fulfilled, soul led purpose and trusting in that. And I just think like that is, you know, full circle of kind of what we've talked about of everything that, you know, we both have kind of gone through in our own journeys. Oh, and I so remember when you were going through that, I remember all of the the signs that you were getting and, and everything. And I'm like, I kept screenshotting you stuff. I remember, I remember. And um, one thing I want to say is, is going back to the, to the concept of the energy, one easy way for somebody who's a little skeptical and all the energy stuff can understand this is how they feel when they listen to music, you know, music, I really feel is the most powerful form of energy. It can transmute your feelings, your DNA. It's so powerful. Like, you just put on like an amazing song or one of your favorite songs or a powerful ballad. And it just, you feel differently. You feel it in your body. Right. So, and, and all it is, is energy. So going back to your, to the soak app, cause I got that from you. I use it daily. I really do. It's my daily ritual. It really sets the tone for me. I put it on every single morning. Um, there is something with frequency, with energy, music is like the telltale sign, like for somebody who's skeptical, just, you know, put on a certain song and you'll change your vibe, right? It's all vibration, right? You've got, how do you feel your vibe? It's vibration. So I I really do love that. Um, But yeah, it's all those little signs from the universe that are, that are really fun to like follow the little uh, breadcrumb trails. Right. Like, like, like you see like the numbers, like I was saying, 11, 11, when we were, you know, for, you know, I saw it on my clock or, you know, for me, it was two, two, two with my grandmother. Like there's so many signs that show up and it starts being in your face so much to the point where you're like, okay, wait a second, <laughs> what's going on well, here? That was the thing. When I started to awaken back in 2007, I would see 11, 11 everywhere, Ele- everywhere, 11, 11. Um, I didn't know years later, I read that when you start to awaken, that's, that's the number you see because the two 11s act as like gate gateways. Yes, and gateways. And stuff. Mm-hmm. I had a coworker at the time who sort of knew my story. And then years later, she kept saying 11, 11. I'm thinking in my head, Oh, you're, you're awakening. And then yep, sure yep. enough, she did like, it, it's so true. It really is. It's like the awakening number, but um, yeah, yeah. And I think that's such a good point because anyone listening or watching, like pay attention to those signs, yeah. you know, when you start yeah. to become more conscious and you start to see things like 
start to play with it. Start to ask, like, you know, is this something you trust me? You will be surprised what you receive. You will be like, oh, I got another sign. Oh, that was confirmation. Like you'll start to get your own. Like I remember when I went to the psychic medium back in, uh, I think it was like 20 end of 2013 or early 2014. And this amazing guy, Jake in New York was like telling me all this stuff from my grandmother. And I'm sitting there and I'm going, how does this guy know this stuff? Like, you can't Google this. You can't look this up. Like, how does he know? And I'm like sitting and I have total disbelief and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not really like, you know, it's not resonating. And I'm just like, okay, okay. And then he's like, and you're seeing the number two, two, two. And I was like, you know, and I'm looking at him and he's like, you see it over and over again. And I was just like, uh-huh. And he's like, yeah, like there's a reason trying to get your attention. And then it clicked like, oh, and this is the day she passed was two twenty two, you know, 2013. And it was like, holy crap, she's using that number to get my attention. And then, you know, mm-hmm. if you get really deep into it and you go to numerology, they tell you to add the numbers. And so it's like, okay, two and two and two is six. And so it's like, okay, well, what does that mean? Why is it six? And then I'm like having another conversation like, you know, our good friend, Kevin Sexton, who's very much awakened and like, used to blow our mind when we were both still like really yeah. deep, like into <laughs> learning everything. And we'd be having like di- dinner conversations about this, by the way, guys, just to, like set the scene and our husbands would be off to the side, like what the frick is going on? And- <laughs> Yeah, and we'd be like, I was bawling my eyes out because he like tapped into something. I was like, how the hell did he know that? <laughs> exactly. There's like things you just can't make up. And, you know, and, and so we're sitting there and, you know, he's like, well, you know, what is it with six? And then all of a sudden it like clicked and it was like, oh my God, this is the road I drove on in my entire childhood, my mom, my grandmother. And this is where we had memories. And it was like, holy shit. You know, and then you start to like see this and feel this, you know, and, and it just starts to make more and more sense. And you start to be like, oh, you can't make this up. You can't just nope. say like, it's a coincidence. Like it just starts nope. to, so really trust, like Lisa was saying, going back to trusting in the gut, trusting in those signs that, you know, you are awakening and it may take time and it may be in stages and that's okay. You know, it's okay to go back to sleep essentially. Like yeah. Lisa was saying like 2007 <laughs> and then 2015, you know, like same for me, it was like 2013. And then it was like a little bit 2015. And then it was like 2017 and then 2018 and then boom, 2020, you know? So it's just having that openness and having that conscious awareness as much as you can to receive and to trust. And then eventually if you're really meant to be activated, well, trust us, you'll be activated. <laughs> you'll you'll, you'll so... really be kind of essentially shook at some point where it is, I don't want to say, cause you don't want to, of course, put fear, but, but there is some kind of catalyst that will happen good or bad uh, that will essentially kind of say, okay, it's time because you're needed. And I do believe in my opinion um, that more and more are being called right now because of what we are going through in the collective and that there is so much to shift and there is so much that is happening. Um, and so more and more are awakening and are needed now to bring this light to ascend humanity to where we're going. I agree with you hundred percent. And I also feel and this happened to me too, when you don't pay attention to the signs and the universe wants you to pay attention, it will throw it in your face over and over and over. Yeah. And eventually like take a, yeah. And eventually take a metaphysical uh, hammer and whack you over the head and be like, Hey, you're paying attention now. Oh yeah. It will get your attention one way or the other. So if it's meant to be, you can't run from, you cannot run from your awakening. That is one thing I learned. That's going to be the name (laughs) of this episode. You can't run from your awakening. You can't run from your awakening. (laughs) It will find you. It will hunt you down. It hunted me down. It found me, it cracked me open. (laughs) Yes, you cannot hide. There is no escape. Thank goodness. It It, it was the best, it was the hardest thing ever and the best thing ever. So 
And thank you for saying that. Cause I was going to say same for me. Like, I mean, you know, I cried to you about so much stuff um, when I was going through it. Cause I really became close to you when I was going through so much and you're right. It's like, it can be the hardest thing, which is hence the dark night of the soul. And it's not just one night, <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's very much can be a long period, but also trusting in that you're getting to the light at the end of the tunnel. And like Lisa said, there is so much more peace. It is such a blessing. And, you know, Lisa has known me for many years of my life and has seen me go through many, many phases. So she can truly speak to and attest to the high strung, super stressed out, broken down woman I was for many years, especially in the Hollywood scene to where I am now. And I'm so grateful for where I am now. And I loved every, every aspect of you, <laughs> every, every aspect. Thank you. And I think that's a beautiful point, by the way, that you just made before we wrap up here about loving every aspect, like having that grace for yourself and that compassion as you go through it and loving yourself, those parts that did show up for you, that did play a role, that did, you know, be part of your journey to be able to move into this higher version of yourself. Yeah. Self-love is key for everything. Self-love the hardest relationship and the greatest relationship is the one we have with ourselves. That is, that sets the tone for everything else. It really, and that was a hard one for me to learn. I thought my husband came to save me. He didn't come to save me. He came to show me that I can save myself. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's so true. And I I love it. You said that I think that's a powerful place to wrap this up because you're right that the relationship with self, the way we show up for ourselves, the way we treat ourselves, the way we speak to ourselves, all of it is so massive and no one's coming to save you. It's about you and you doing the work and you being able to move through to awaken to this. This is what's meant to be for you. And to use that to truly harness the gold within you and be able to really shine your own light. So Lisa, thank you so much for sharing yours and your story. And um, I can't wait for everyone to hear uh, this episode. Um, Tell us where we could find you and follow you. And if you can share any book details, I know it's not done yet and you you got it in the works, but whatever you want to share. Oh my God. First of all, thank you for having me. Take two. I love you Take two. so much. I love you. I love you. Um, yeah, the book is The Drama Diet. It'll be out 2023 Woo-hoo. and it'll have card decks. Um, you can find me at Lisa Stewart Official, which is at Instagram and Lisa Stewart Official at Facebook. Lisa Stewart is my website. Yeah. And I actually have a Lisa Stewart handle on uh, YouTube now. Oh, amazing. Cool. I'm jealous. I yeah. tried to have mine and it was gone. And I was like, okay. So I actually ended up oh. doing Allie Levine design two, two, two. Per- oh, and that, and that was meant to be. That's what I thought. I was like, okay, that yes. was meant to be. Yeah. Yes. So cool. Yeah. And everything will be in the show notes, guys. So you can find Lisa. You can check out her book uh, when it is out in 2023. And Lisa, thank you so much, love, for just sharing everything about your journey and helping others who are on this journey. And uh, guys, just real quick, since I did speak about Soak with Lisa and she does genuinely use the app like me every day. Um, if you do want to try Soak, use my code, capital A-L-I-70, um, Ali 70 go to soaak.com or just download the soak app and you'll be able to try it out you can try all the different frequencies different programs they all different affirmations that they'll text to you and if you want to dive into my breath work i have breath work offerings on there as well i did a whole collaboration with them so thank you so much to soak uh, for my show and i hope this helps you know awaken something within you expand something within you or just give you some clarity so love light and blessings everyone please leave a five-star review if you haven't already on the show thanks so much guys and i'll see y'all next time Bye.